Oh, no one ever thinks about the crew below the decks. They're drinking and they're partying and having lots of sex. They cook and clean and serve the rich with a smile all day. But when the richies leave the ship, the yachties get to play. yo ho This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Hey gang, welcome back to another Gangplank Report. It is time for the OG with KG, our lovely friend, Kathy Gilmore. Hey, Kathy. Hello. 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 What a fun episode. It was. It didn't end like I had hoped, but it was no. a fun episode. It actually started and ended the same way. To be continued. Yep. <laughs> it is below deck mad all over again. Oh my God. Yeah, it's a continuing series. <laughs> we know it's going to continue. Oh my God. And I know like all that means is there's no previews for next week. Right. You know, until like tomorrow when they release a preview for next week. Yeah. But yeah, it's so annoying with the dramatic to be continued. Yeah. We know. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> they just need to at least add that to make me happy that noise that dun, dun, dun. yeah right <laughs> <laughs> so let's start with my favorite game it's camille reality tv wannabe star bingo oh my gosh <laughs> so this is an, a not complete list of everything she's done that usually you have somebody doing one or two of these things Mm -hmm. to sort of make their name known not all of these in one (laughs) season okay so we've got a hot temper Mm -hmm. we've got a showmance we've got a post-show meltdown at somebody else captain lee her little feud with captain lee online she's lazy she hates everything she's fighting (laughs) every single person in every single department including the captain (laughs) bingo and the highlight of course screaming at her co-worker slash superior in front of all the guests yes bingo but yet she's still here so I don't know what she has to do. Like, does she literally have to hold Sandy hostage in the wheelhouse or something? (laughs) Although Sandy would still be like, it's okay. (laughs) She doesn't really mean it. (laughs) Tell me how you feel. (laughs) I will say this. When she was, like, losing her shiznit in that cabin to start things off, Mm -hmm. I do feel perhaps it was an opportunity for Alyssa to show any compassion whatsoever Mm -hmm. but i get it she's tired she's treating this kinda i mean on the other hand like it deserves to be treated right like she's a toddler in a crowded mall having a temper tantrum and it's best to just ignore it yeah or maybe when my dog is really reactive and starts barking i squirt her with a water bottle (laughs) So maybe Alyssa can try that for management <laughs> technique. 
and every time she talks back, she's like, give her a little squirt from across the room, maybe, I think. I, I, I think that's the only thing we can do with this girl at this point. And then she's mad that everybody wants to go to bed early. I'm like, girl, that's because they're tired from actually working. Exactly. <laughs> they're tired, except for Tony, who's tired from working out, apparently. <laughs> I mean, oh my God, I can't. So that's kind of all I really have to say about Camille other than Sandy with that, like, proud of you. It's like, she did one thing, right? I mean, Sandy maybe needs to raise her expectations slightly higher or not switch them around depending on who the worker is it was bad enough that she said proud of you but then when she turned to Alyssa and said aren't you proud of her oh my god (laughs) that capped it (laughs) I wouldn't have blamed Alyssa for just you know spraying Sandy with the bottle (laughs) like no 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 more Montessori no so yeah I don't get it I don't get it but that's how she runs things. <laughs> yeah. I think this is unavoidable. Although I said that last week when they were fighting in the cabin, I thought, okay, she just told her she's got to go this week. I really Mm-mm. think this is unavoidable. If she doesn't go after this, it's got to be production keeping her on this boat. That's Has the to only be. thing. Hundred million trillion percent. I feel like we're gearing up for a conversation in the wheelhouse where Sandy tells her, you know, I'm rooting for you. I see a lot of myself in you. <laughs> you know? So put those on the bingo cards for uh, next week. Okay. Yeah. Alyssa, I did notice. So one thing that's interesting is now that Camille is on interior full time, apparently full time, although we haven't seen her actually work full time, but she's full-time interior now now we're starting to see maybe a couple cracks other places like tony Mm -hmm. right now (laughs) his little bit of a weakness is showing now that camille is off the deck Mm -hmm. right his tired and whiny and complaining like dude my dude it's the job yeah (laughs) adjust accordingly you've had plenty of time now to adjust So it'll be interesting to see how that kind of plays out there. Like maybe that's the sort of plot twist we'll get is maybe, is he going to last the season? Is he going to crack and quit? Well, when you take away the bottom rung, something else above it becomes the bottom rung. Sure thing. Mm -hmm. Poop flows downhill. (laughs) (laughs) And then on the other side of that, I feel like Alyssa's shortcomings are starting to show a little bit now. Mm-hmm. she's got to be careful because if she gets her wish that Camille goes bye-bye well now we're gonna see how is Alyssa gonna be in charge of Haley and how is that gonna go and is she gonna give her poop too you know mm-hmm. and Alyssa has like a little bit of an attitude with these guests yeah <laughs> and I don't blame her in one respect they are the most demanding people but that's your job as you like to say a lot <laughs> Right. You know, like, holy smokes, you got to deal with it, Alyssa. And we saw how Fraser dealt with it was sweet as honey to their face. And then as soon as they're going away, speaking under his breath, there's a way to do it. 
not spectacular. It was. Like him, him waving and being like, <laughs> you people horrible are horrible. People. <laughs> I could relate to that too because I deal with tourists all the time. That's my, that's been my job for 25 years is tourism. And you're just like, hi, thanks. Oh, I'm happy to help. That wasn't a stupid question at all with a big <laughs> smile. And the second they turn around, you say to your coworker, oh my God, with the smile, I hate these people. You know? <laughs> so I get it. I think Fraser is my spirit animal. I love him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just freaking love him. The guests were so demanding. Holy smokes. About everything. And I don't think that was producer driven. I think that's how these people are. <laughs> and on the one hand, yeah, like you're paying a gazillion dollars. So maybe, yeah, you don't want the stupid rocky beach. But when you have islands, <laughs> you have rocks generally speaking yeah i did tweet last night that beach was foul i hated that i was agreeing with them but that was a no foul, i agree with that beach. as well <laughs> yeah that looks like i'm sorry but 90 percent of the beaches in the florida keys in south florida <laughs> that's what it is it's scrub grass and all that and i agree it kind of stunk but it was also like I- i'm surprised at sandy right like why did she choose that beach She's a producer's dream, right? Yeah. Like, why did she choose that beach? We know it's peak season down there. And you went to, like, a what's clearly a local's beach. Mm-hmm. And if I was a local, I would have stormed that beach. <laughs> <laughs> like, get off my beach. I don't even think they went off the water when they scouted, right? They scouted no. from a distance. Which nope. Yeah. Really not sensical to me right and i agree with fraser like how the captain picked this spot Mm -hmm. and he probably assumes that it was actually scouted when in fact it really wasn't so i don't think if i was sandy's friends and she said hey let's go to this place it's great i think i'd be like "Mm, maybe not yeah which is why nobody should ever just believe all Google and Yelp reviews, right? right. Like, you don't know these people's standards. <laughs> <laughs> Let that be a life lesson for y'all there. Mm-hmm. I thought that was just so great. Rachel, we had, I felt, a bit more of the Rachel we kind of, like, fell in love with. Right. So excited when she got the preference sheet about the type of food. She had her funny little Rachel things going on with the stuff she was saying. She steps it up from Captain Lee a little bit. Like, let's burn their assholes off. (laughs) I love it. I don't know. I love it. And she took all the stuff in stride. And can I just tell you that queso fundito is one of my favorite foods on the planet. I kind of hate her now because that's all I can think about. That's all I thought about today (laughs) all day at work was how much I wanted queso fundito. And I don't blame her, by the way, for starting off that first meal a little bit more mild, even though she was thinking she was bringing the heat. Mm -hmm. It only takes one person to be like, oh, my God, it's too hot. Right. So we'll see what happens going forward with these guests, these demanding flippity guests. Well, the next meal didn't do much better because that's the napkin meal with the chorizo. Yeah, with the chorizo. She just doesn't like chorizo, which I get. I don't either, actually. Yeah. But the rest of it was good. They seem to like some of the other stuff as well. I think they're going to complain about absolutely everything. Yeah, I agree. And I put it out there last night, a question is it a good thing or a bad thing that Fraser didn't bring the critique back to her? 
And the consensus of people who responded said, in this case, with these guests, it was a good thing. I agree wholeheartedly with that. I actually had that note as well. I agree with Fraser. That brings nothing to the table. They're going to hate absolutely everything. And we know from sort of what we can glean, where I've never tasted her food, but mm-hmm. like Captain Sandy and Lee have said she's like the best they've seen. And we don't see a lot of complaints about her food. So if she was bad all the time, then I'd say, yeah, bring it to Captain Sandy, actually. Yeah. Where was she? Isn't she supposed to be standing in the corner in the kitchen tasting everything? (laughs) (laughs) I think Rachel does most of the cooking while Sandy's in the shower. So Sandy doesn't know about it. (laughs) And I think Sandy's a little intimidated by Rachel. It was a very odd conversation. Oh, I see you have only six items on the menu. Yeah. Like, (laughs) it was very weird. It was very weird. Like, was there, I, I actually looked back too to see if there was, was there supposed to be a specific number course tasting menu? I don't think there was. So again, Sandy's like the guest. She's going to look for things that are wrong. I think sometimes. Yeah. I almost felt like she was telling her that it was good that she brought it down to six from. Oh, like, that's good. Eight. Yeah. Well, I'm just, I always assume the worst. <laughs> Although I do actually like her now. I mm-hmm. will say that. I love the fact that she got up, you know, in her white capris and did a little dancing too. Yeah, that was funny. Yeah, I think she really looked at how she's perceived and has mm-hmm. tried to change. I agree. And that's all we can ask for. Unless I love we ask that. For her. Yeah, although it's more exciting when they don't change. And then we have more <laughs> to talk about. Because <laughs> we're hypocrites. <laughs> I've gotten to the point where I do not enjoy hate watching anymore. I think there was a period where I really loved a good hate watch. Mm-hmm. Now I need a little more peace and she's bringing that. To yeah. Me. Yeah. I have never enjoyed hate watching when it comes to this franchise in any of its iterations. I love this franchise so much so mm-hmm. that when somebody is somebody that like um i just want to kill i just want them out of here because they're ruining my franchise yeah so this is a show that i have never taken joy in hate watching or loving to hate somebody or any of that right the work itself is compelling enough and things naturally happen where you don't need to put in you know camille who's this crazy combination right of both rocky and caroline oh mm-hmm. it's like they said what if we could have both of them on the boat at the same time <laughs> i do like it when it's nights like last night where we can hate on the guests and absolutely we get to root for the crew yeah exactly yeah that's compelling alone demanding guests and how does the crew step up or not mm-hmm. that's the whole origin of this franchise i believe this series yeah <laughs> But that's all I got for this week. I thought overall a great episode. It'll be fun to play some more Camille Bingo next week. <laughs> for as long as we can. I'm kind of hoping our I'm bingo hoping cards it. get jerked out of our hands before yeah. halftime. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And you guys should all know that I am actually standing here with my trigger on my spray bottle to my dog. <laughs> she's going to bark up a storm in a second. So maybe, maybe that's what, listen, should do keep a spray bottle handy (laughs) 
Well, thank you so much. We will see what happens next week. We appreciate you. You guys be sure to follow Kathy at the Gilmore girl on Twitter and Insta and she's on Facebook and you can go to her site thegilmoregirl.com and that's g-i-l-m-o-u-r yeah let's get some feedback i've loved everything i've heard from people so thank you guys for reaching out they are good people and i'm glad they are becoming fans of yours as well because i am and i'm anxious to talk to you next week and see fingers crossed if it's finally finally the end we'll see Mm-hmm. who knows who knows all right thanks. thank you so much jen thanks babe bye babe <laughs> babe <laughs> this episode is brought to you by reese's peanut butter cups in breaking news leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if reese's peanut butter cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate however it appears the study was inconclusive as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. Hey gang, welcome back to another Gang Plank Report. We are covering Below Deck Adventure Season 1, Episode 10. They called it Abseiling Away, but since we're American and call that repelling, we're going to change the title to Heresy but H-A-I-R-A-S-E-A. Adrian is en route to Fort Lauderdale at the moment, so I went through my superfan Rolodex and hit on one of my absolute favorites, and we have Will with us. Hey, Will. Hey, Jed. How are you? I'm doing good. I don't want to give people the false impression that we haven't spoken since the last time you were on, (laughs) because we kind of talk at least once or twice a week. Easily, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And I've even had the benefit of getting to preview a couple chapters of your Tall Ships book that I want to talk about later on. Oh, good. Yeah, it's Sales Speak Louder Than Words, and it's going to be out on uh, Kindle Vela here very soon. It is amazing. I am learning so much that I had no clue about. And like I said, I want to talk to you a little more in depth about it at the end But right now, let's get this rapid recap out of the way and then talk about what happened last night. Okay, so after her argument with Lewis, Faye decides there will be no more Miss Nice Stew. The primary guests are Shelby and Jody celebrating their engagement, and it just happens to be Pride Week in Norway. This week's adventure is a helicopter ride into the mountains and rappelling down. The guests arrive and are introduced to Faye and a bug in the champagne. Casey and Jess decide they want a room together after this charter to get away from Oriana and Faye. Captain Carey trains Lewis in anchoring, but it's quickly derailed when Nathan uses the radio for conversations instead of anchor depths. The boys dress up in drag and things lighten up for a bit. There's hair in the food, not once, but twice. And the worst part is that Jess just plucks it out and doesn't replate it. Oriana takes it upon herself to report that there's interior drama to Captain Carey, but doesn't tell him what it is. The next day, tensions are high again when Faye and Jess argue over whether Jess will make sandwiches for the adventure. And thankfully, the repelling goes off without a hitch, but the picnic doesn't as Faye goes off on Oriana over missing chips. And that's your rapid recap. (laughs) Yes, it did it. Yeah, it was nuts. 
I was so grossed out, dude. I can't even tell you how nauseous I got with the hair thing. Well, yeah, there's, I don't think there's a professional chef in a kitchen that would not dump that out and replate the whole thing. Yeah, it was so gross. Or at least, okay, I know that she said that she didn't have any extra, that she had made the exact amount. So at least scoop some of that part out where it sat and not just pluck the hair itself out. Yeah. That's still not perfect, but it's better than what happened. And I would think we had to ask Adrian this, but wouldn't she have a little bit extra on, on just in case? Adrian and I have talked about this before. I've asked her about that, and she always has a little extra. That's what I thought. Yeah, unless it's some specialty thing that was hard to source where she could only get so much, she always makes extra just in case because you never know when people want more. Exactly. Or if the captain decides to show up. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Which has also happened. <laughs> Except he warned her. But yeah, that whole thing was a mess. Her reactions to things are instantly defensive for the super zen persona that she pushes forward, I think. Yeah, that wasn't very becoming. No, she got on Oriana about it like it was Oriana's fault. I was saying I wanted forensics to come in and (laughs) I, I want the color, I want the length. And one of our friends, Susu on Twitter, She said she wants a DNA match. (laughs) (laughs) There you go. Yacht crews need to have a DNA kit on board. Exactly. The guests actually took it pretty well. I was surprised. Between the bug and then two hairs, they really weren't. If you look at the guests that we had on Below Deck original this week, I can't even imagine how they would have reacted. Oh, geez, yeah. This group seems like, yeah, they'll notice it, but they're not going to make a bigger deal than necessary out of it. Right, right. I think they're just having a good time. They seem like a great group of people to me. Yeah, yeah, they do. So what is your take? I put this out there last night that even though some of it has been warranted, I feel like this is the 50th just one time that Faye has asked the exterior for something. Do you think that she's expecting more of an exterior than she should? Actually, I might be in a minority on this, but I think this is on Captain Carey for not making his expectations clear about interaction between the two departments. Okay, I get that. And I'm sure he would take that feedback well. I feel like she's asking way more than what we've seen on the other franchises, but without Adrian here, I honestly don't know what's normal. She didn't seem to think earlier in the season that Faye was overstretching, I don't know if that's changed. We'll have to get her opinion on that. But it seems like a lot to me. It's always, I just ask for one thing, just one thing, Lewis. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like, no, that's like a hundred. That's her immediate reaction. Yeah. The other part that, that should be added into this is the adventure part of the whole thing. Because mm-hmm. the deck crew and the interior have to plan a little bit differently for, for that than they do on the other uh, franchise. Yeah, it is a lot more involved. It seems like a lot of the excursions are further away. They're helicoptering to the top of a mountain on this episode. So I do feel like they've got to be much more organized. And I don't know that they've gelled enough to hit that level of organization, if that makes sense. Yes, another place where I think there should be more commanding officer involvement. 
Yeah. What did you think about Jess not being willing? She ended up being willing to, but really not wanting to do anything off boat food wise. Well, she's in the wrong industry then. That's kind of how I felt. This is a service industry and Faye in this instance wasn't asking for a full-blown lunch out on the mountain. Uh, just sandwiches and she had a tough time wanting to make sandwiches. Right, exactly. And I just didn't get it because even Carrie said in the preference sheet meeting that Americans like sandwiches and they love eating crisps out of a bag along with it, <laughs> you know, which he's got us pretty pegged, I gotta say. I love Lay's out of a bag. <laughs> now, think for a minute. What would Rachel have done with that? She would, Rachel would have probably made her own chips. Exactly. She would have sliced them up, baked them, <laughs> done the whole deal, and had dips for them as yep. well that were made fresh. So, yeah, I'm, I started off really enjoying Jess. I'm not writing her off yet, but there are things that are happening that are making me look askance. The hair thing really got me because in the early B-roll, they showed her flipping her hair in the kitchen to toss it over so she could put it up in a bun. They also showed Faye doing her hair, curling it in the crew mess. So I've got a problem with all of these chicks in the hair down. Yeah, I agree. It's not just Jess, but I think that her putting it all on them, like saying, well, it's all your hair that's down. My hair is up. Well, it wasn't up earlier in the day when you were flipping it over the stove. I don't know. I'd like, I'm curious to see if any of this comes to light to Carrie. I know we saw in the previews that he said that he felt like a clown and he wasn't happy with this, but that could have been about him yelling at Nathan, which, what did you think of that? Yeah. Well, it seems like common thing among all the captains is the radio usage that's the one thing that'll set all of them off right and if Nathan wasn't being concise at all on the radio you have to be clear and concise and sharp and get it done and over with and unkey that mic right and anchoring and docking are the clutch moments I would think and you would know this better I would think those are like crunch time and That's when patience is going to be the lowest. And with anchoring, Captain Carey's even said this season that because of where they are in Norway, there aren't a lot of great spots to anchor. So I would think it's a little tense and you've got to get it right. Well, yeah. I remembered a couple of times that we had uh, issues on the other boats. Yeah. With the anchors. That would have ended the whole season for them. Right. And it can, and that's the thing. I saw a lot of people who were not really happy with him for yelling at Nathan. But in my head, I took what he said that it's a safety thing. And we have seen Lee flip out and say, I don't want to hear anybody on the radio while I'm doing this or this. So I kind of had in my head what you just said, that for most captains, that's a big thing. Radios are a safety tool. Once you key that mic, nobody else on the boat can converse. Oh. If they key up at the same time, it's all going to come up one big squeal. Oh, well, that makes perfect sense then, because they were trying to shift to Mike at that point when it wasn't working with Nathan. So they were trying to talk to Mike and have Mike put another shackle in the water. So maybe that's... That was probably it, yeah. 
Oh, that makes so much more sense. See, I love having you. <laughs> I would have been clueless and just defending him because I like the guy, but not really. I have been pretty objective, but I do like him a lot. I used to have a radio glued to my hip for about 20 years or so. So yeah, gotcha. I, I know the drill. I have a set, but they're for ghost hunts and it's only just John and I talking back and forth to each other <laughs> as we're in some spooky place. <laughs> you haven't lived until you've heard the squeal of a radio that's been keyed up by multiple places at once. Oh, no, no. I'll let you have that on. <laughs> so what did you think? I thought the drag show was fun. I like when yeah. the guests and the crew interact and laugh and have a good time. And I thought we saw a different side of Lewis. Oh, yeah. All three of them, actually. They were really good. <laughs> I was laughing the whole time. Yeah. And it was good to see the guests laughing the entire time. And it wasn't like they were trying to, you know, make the crew dance to their tune. They were just wanted to have some fun. Right, right. And everybody had, had a good time with that. Yeah, I agree. We saw good sides of everybody there. I thought it was nice to see Lewis lighten up and suck the helium and order an espresso martini. That was funny. <laughs> yeah. Seth was still a little stiff and a little full of himself, but I can't figure out if maybe I just don't have a good beat on his sense of humor yet, maybe, or if he really is that into himself. I don't know yet either, but that's, that adds to the mystery of the season so far. Right. I think as we get to know him more, we'll get a better beat on him. But up to this point, he's given me a couple red flags that I'm like, I don't want to fall in love with you as a crew member yet. Yeah. Because I wouldn't want somebody coming up behind me, underneath me to try and overtake my job, which is basically what he said about the lead deck in position. Like, I don't care about the position. It's just my way to get to Boson. I understand being ambitious. I don't like people that walk over other people to get there. Yeah, that, that is the one thing that's annoying me. He's coming onto somebody else's boat in the middle of the season. And we've seen that from other bosons on the other franchises that have come on and stepped in as deckhands. We've seen right. that before. Mm -hmm. And none of them went to the extent that Seth did right. to try to push ahead of the line. Yeah, I was kind of gobsmacked that he had the cojones to go up to carry. <laughs> that was shocking to me. Yeah, I was waiting for Carrie to throw him off the bridge for that. <laughs> I think he handled it right down the middle where he needed to. I've been really impressed with him so far this season. I will take into account what you've said that maybe he needs to dive in a little more to the issues that they're having. Well, yeah, we haven't seen it. It may, may have been that production didn't show it. Right. It could be that, or it could be that they haven't really brought it to his attention enough for him to be aware of how bad it is. Yeah, Oriana coming up and saying there's drama in the interiors. Like, I can see Carrie going through his head like, yeah, what else is new? Yeah. What the hey was that about, though? Why did she take it upon herself to do that is what I didn't get. It seemed like she caught herself. She was going up to say something, and she just stopped right there when when she realized it came out of her mouth toward the captain that there was drama, and she figured, uh, I'd better not. Mm. Yeah, that's a good take. That's a good takeaway from that, because I was just like, wait, if anybody should be coming up there, it should be Faye or Jess. 
Correct. That's yeah. not your gig. And I think that so far, and whether it's the edit or how it really is, it does seem like she isn't quite as aggressively going after face job as Seth, but she definitely doesn't hesitate to say how she would do it in the situation. Not many of the second stews in the on the other franchises throughout the years haven't done that. Right. Yeah. I mean, Bugsy did it with Hannah a lot. I oh, yeah. 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 I guess once you've been there, you know how you would do it. And that's as good a commentary as any for confessional. I don't want to rake her over the coals for it. I like her. I think she does a good job. But I do think that there are places where she should probably just back down and let Faye do the chief's doing. That would be normal in almost any job. If, like if you're working shift work mm-hmm. and you get pulled from your original shift to go to work on somebody else's shift, the other shift is not going to appreciate you uh, chiming in on it other than just help out. Right. If you're not going to make it better, be quiet kind of thing. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, I get that. Well, with this room change potentially coming up with Casey and Jess wanting to room together to get away from Faye and Oriana, I don't know how well that's going to fly after this excursion where Faye decided to confront Oriana in front of the guests. Twice in a week, we had it on Below Deck OG, and now we had it on Adventure. You don't let the guests see your drama. You just don't. Correct. Yeah. That's kind of weird that it happened on both shows in the same week. Yeah, because it's a real rarity, I think. We haven't seen that a whole ton in all the years and all the franchises. It's just something that's the unwritten rule that everybody knows. This week, I don't know, Mercury must have been in retrograde when they were filming because communication is not on point. No, it's still better than what the interior of OG is. Oh my gosh, I can't even. (laughs) I can't even with them. I'm hoping next week is Camille's goodbye. I don't know that production will let her go because she is reality TV gold as far as her dramatics, but it is not reality TV watching gold in my opinion. I agree. I think everybody wants to see Sandy uh, boot her off the boat on that one. Yep. Yep. I agree. Well, we will see next week how this all falls out. It looks like Carrie's not happy with how the charter went. It looks like Faye and Jess are butting heads. We still need to see what happens with Faye and Oriana butting heads. It doesn't seem to be like anybody on a crew other than the captain is looking after the entire team. Everybody's looking after themselves. Yeah, and Casey actually said that on this episode. She said it doesn't feel like a team. It feels like every man for themselves. Yep. Yeah, and even she and Seth get into it a little bit, it looks like, from the previews. So the gloves are off and not the white ones they wear to greet the guests. (laughs) So I'm here for it. I'm loving it. Me too. I appreciate you coming on. Tell everybody a little bit about what it is you're working on. I'm working on uh, uh, telling stories about the tall ships, Uh, the fully rigged sailing vessels that you see uh, coming into harbors that are so beautiful to look at. Mm-hmm. And I had a conversation with Captain Sean this morning. Nice. He went through sail training on the Tabor Boy, which is from Tabor Academy up in Massachusetts. Cool. And he sailed, learned to sail for four years of his high school on a, on a hundred foot scooter. Nice. 
Yeah. That's how he got started in boating and ships and all that. That dude can do everything. I just saw him last night on Anchor Watch with Jason and Josh. They had him on for an Ask the Captain segment, and he just fascinates me. Same here. 2022 happened to be a very good year for women on tall ships. Both of the sailing vessels that are owned by U.S. military mm-hmm. are both commissioned. The Eagle for the Coast Guard has a captain. She took command this year, Jessica Rossi Oaks. Mm-hmm. And the USS Constitution has her first female captain in 224 years, Commander Billy Farrell. That's very cool. That was, honestly, that's been my favorite chapter so far. I know I'm biased (laughs) being a chicken all, but that has definitely been my favorite. And I love that they're conquering new realms. There are more women in in the tall ship crews than I've seen anywhere near the below deck stuff. Right. Yeah. They're on deck, on the deck crews. Some have been lost at sea on the tall ships. Mm -hmm. They're there and they're doing very, very well. We got a hold of the Eagle by Yankee trading and the lottery right after World War II. Mm-hmm. Eagle was first uh, built by the Nazis, actually, in uh, 1936 mm-hmm. as a sail trading vessel for the Kriegsmarine. And she has two sisters. All three of the sisters are still sailing today. The Eagle for the U.S. and the other two for Germany and Portugal. Mm-hmm. And we got Eagle. There was a war prize committee. And the Americans, the British, and the Russians all wanted some of these ships. Right. And there was a a lottery. The the three countries were in the room. Mm -hmm. They pulled a piece of paper out of a hat. And the Americans were the only ones to actually go on board the vessels and knew the status of all of them, and they wanted the eagle. Right. Russians drew first, and they drew the eagle. Mm. It was named Horse Wessel back then. So the American had a couple of minutes where he and the Russian whispered to each other under the table, and they made a swap. The American suggested that since Russia was the bigger country, they should have the bigger ships. (laughs) So they made the trade. Appeal to that vanity. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) And then uh, they had to sail her back home, back to the U.S., with a German crew. Mm Mm-hmm. American officers, German crew, and a couple of uh, senior American non-coms. But it was the, they ran into a hurricane on the way back. Oh, my goodness. It was the German crew who got crawled up into those rigs during the hurricane and got the rigs unfouled and took the sails down so that the ship could turn into the, into the waves and stay righted. Wow. It was the Germans that saved that ship on the way back to the U.S., That's amazing. And that's just a tiny bit of the history you are going to find in this book. Uh, We had probably one of the best pirates in all of pirate history coming out of Baltimore during the War of 1812, except they called them privateers then because they were operating under the U.S. government, under letters of mark. Right. And one of the captains, a guy named Thomas Boyle, captured at least 35 prizes and put up a single ship blockade on the entire uh, coast of England and sent a letter to the king that did get to him via one of the uh, pubs there. Mm-hmm. And that resulted in the uh, British wanting to attack Baltimore because it was a nest of pirates. So uh, 
the whole thing about coming into Washington and then going up to Baltimore for the Fort McHenry was all due to them wanting to get rid of that nest of pirates in Baltimore. That's amazing. It's so crazy to hear history once you get into the gritty details and you don't look at what's been filtered through acceptability in a history book and you find out the nitty gritty. I love that kind of stuff. And I am very excited to preview more chapters whenever you would like me to. And I'm also very excited for you. I'm enjoying writing it and learning as I go. That's that's the best part about it. Every little foray into one segment of this opens up a whole set of other subjects to go follow. Right. Who knows? By the end of it, you may have to start a sequel just because there's so much. Oh, I already figured on that. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you again so much for subbing in for A. I know she's grateful. I am definitely grateful. And thank you all for listening. We will catch you next week for Below Deck Adventures, Season 1, Episode 11. Thanks, everybody. Bye. Bye. Special thanks to our friends who helped us create Gangplank Report. Down below music and lyrics by Angel Twitter Frail and Terry Abbott. Performed by Lorelei of Florida. Production assistance by Michael Castaneda. OG with KG. Contributor Kathy Gilmore. Now, walk the plank, you scallywags, so I can have me a clap of thunder. Bravo!